Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Chris Carmody, Chief Technology Officer at UPMC. Chris, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Laura. I'm always happy to participate and work with Becker's. You guys have a great organization there. Thanks so much. And, you know, it was awesome to have you at our annual meeting in April. And then I know you'll be coming back to Chicago for our Health IT, Digital Health and Revenue Cycle event this fall. So I I know that'll be an amazing event and definitely will benefit from your expertise in technology and how the discussion is changing right now uh, so quickly. So I'm excited to preview a little bit about what I'm sure will be all the buzz at the event in October. Absolutely. And again, Becker's is first class in all the events that that you guys put on. And I'm always happy to participate. And, you know, as much as I, I, you know, we at UPMC contribute, um, I think we get a lot more out of participating and hearing from others in our industry. So it's great. Absolutely. The idea exchange, you know, is is certainly um, what we aim to do and really put in a great space to do that. Now, um, before we go jump further into our broader discussion, I was wondering for those who may not be familiar with you, probably not many at this point, but could you uh, introduce yourself briefly and and tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. Um, I'll try and be brief because I have a long career, Um, almost 25 years here at UPMC. started my career out of college um, at in the financial services industry, really um, at the, the ground floor of IT, being PC support, local area network administrator, dabbling in database technologies, and, and came to UPMC a couple years later as an IT auditor. I had no idea what that was at the time, but um, it was really a great opportunity to accelerate my learning and understanding of the healthcare industry back then. And that was at a time when we really first started the um, the widespread adoption of electronic health records. So I was able to participate from an auditor's perspective, making sure that the right controls and safeguards were in place to help that adoption across UPMC. And over the next two decades, uh, spent uh, different roles in, in IT and IT leadership positions to where I'm at today, which is um, really um, Love serving as the CTO at UPMC of a great leadership team, great um, expertise and experience staff members that are truly dedicated to delivering technology um, to enable more efficient, more effective healthcare. Um, some of the other interesting facts on my background, just to, to kind of round me out, um, I was an adjunct college professor for about 18 years at some local universities here in Pittsburgh. And I've done some consulting work over the years as well um, through the connections of, of UPMC for different organizations like the NFL. Um, so I've had a, a great career to this point and um, really enjoy what I'm doing. And I'm really excited about the future of healthcare technology um, as we move forward. Absolutely. That's amazing to hear and fascinating that you've had so many different um, experiences and perspectives to see how technology has changed and evolved. And I know, especially over the last few years, that acceleration has sped up quite a bit. So, you know, given where we're at today, what are the big opportunities you have your eye on, as well as the headwinds that you're keeping in mind, too, at UPMC? 
Well, I wish I had more eyes because there's lots of different opportunities and areas, and it's all relative, right, to the context of your organization. So here at UPMC, I I would say that the number one thing that's really driving us is our clinical analytics program. It's it's an area that I got involved with about six years ago with um, our chief analytics officer, Dr. Oscar Merquin. He's a a wonderful human being. one of our great thought leaders here at UPMC. He's a cardiologist by trade and is so passionate about delivering life-changing medicine. Um, We've built a program that has about 1,300 predictive models based upon uh, a lot of the digital data that we've been able to produce over really like 32 years. That's that's one of our um, larger database platforms literally goes back to 1991 um, when it was first um, conceived and, and, and built. And we leverage that data today and, and those various models that have really created the UPMC DNA, you know, and how we deliver care and how we provide better insights to our care teams and clinicians that are engaging with patients and even our health plan members. Um, so, in the analytics space, obviously technology has evolved a lot um, within the last five or six years. We've bursted the compute and, and processing capabilities out into the cloud and are in the process of replatforming the different data marts and models that we've built to really help us go exponentially to a new scale and further leverage technologies like machine learning, which is really what you need before we jump into the artificial intelligence. but um, we've actually u- utilized artificial intelligence to extract out um, useful data elements from a lot of the unstructured data um, that helps inform those predictive models. So, a great example of how does that how does that work? How does that translate into you know daily clinical work? Well, anytime a patient gets scheduled a surgical procedure at UPMC, and there's there's close to about two million of those per year, that patient's information that we have is run through our predictive modeling to help identify any risk factors that we need to take preventative action on um, before we bring them in for a surgical procedure. You know, again, the goal being the the best possible outcome for every individual patient coming in. So we um, use those models to flag um, certain areas of concern and, and allows for the clinicians to focus um, on on hopefully addressing some of those concerns prior to the procedure. And similarly on the back end, when you have a patient that's being discharged from one of our facilities, we run through our predictive modeling from a uh, readmissions perspective and identifying, okay, how can we how can we help them get back or, or stay on course to their path of recovery and, and get back to the whatever um, state of wellness they are at um, and improving upon and having access to some of the data that's not apparent in your traditional electronic health record, like symptoms, like social determinants of health. Um, We've been using uh, an AI model from Microsoft called Text Analytics to help identify some of that, again, in the non-traditional unstructured data that we've generated over all these years. So a lot of the H&Ps, the discharge summaries, any other type of reports, we scan that, scour it for that information to help, help those patients to put the right um, support system in place when they leave our four walls at UPMC, and we've seen a, a, a drastic improvement across the board in reducing that readmission rate. And that's really what it's all about. It's 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 utilizing technology, utilizing data 
the combination of that with our clinical expertise to continually create this learning environment that we get smarter and better and provide those insights to our clinicians, you know, with the ultimate goal for every human being that we touch, that we create the best possible outcome as we move forward. So that's that's obviously huge. And and, and again, I, I'm sure everyone's a buzz around ChatGPT and OpenAI and the the large language models. And we absolutely are exploring those technologies in a safe way, in a secure way, an ethical way as we move forward to see how we can best utilize that moving forward. Um, and I'm sure there's lots more to come from that space. And then the anchor to everything we're doing, and obviously there's many more um, initiatives and products we have going on at UPMC, but is that core foundation of, from a cybersecurity perspective, health healthcare has a large bullet on our back and we always have to be smart. We always have to continually be grounded with good IT hygiene, as I refer to it, where we apply the best practices and controls and safeguards to protect our patient and our members' information and data, their privacy, um, when we're utilizing technology and when they're engaging with us utilizing technology. So that's always at the forefront of everything that we do here at UPMC to, to move that needle. So. So yeah, that's 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 really where our key focuses are right now, or at least my key focus is uh, in my role. Absolutely, wow, I, th that's so much ground to cover, and I love kind of your focus on so many you know different areas. Obviously, data and analytics is hugely important, and in, in really leveraging that for better operations as well as patient care, and then to bringing in some of the. Um, you know, example you talked through on the social determinants of health and, and building out that infrastructure to um, really collect the data and use it in ways that are, are making a difference for communities and people who really need that, um, you know, type of services and in, 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 uh, additional attention. So that's fascinating that you've been able to do that all at UPMC. And, you know, from your perspective, what does it take for a health system? I know um, you talked through a little bit of, you know, the skill set you have internally, the partners that you're working with as well. What's a, a good balance for for that right now when you're thinking through um, in, in other health systems as well as looking at their strategy? What makes the most sense to try to bring in house in terms of expertise and how do you leverage your partners as well? Great question. I, I think that's something that everyone in healthcare technology struggles with because, resources are, are scarce in a lot of cases. And, and some of the higher skilled staffing needs, um, you're we in healthcare IT are competing with other industries, right? Cybersecurity is a great example. Doesn't matter if you're in healthcare, if you're in financial services, if you're in manufacturing, we all have the same need to protect our operations, our, our, our data, our digital assets from a cybersecurity perspective. So there's a lot of competition for those resources. Um, some of the newer skill sets, when we talk about, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence, automation, a lot of a lot of data engineering and, and other skill sets um, are, are difficult to come by. So, I think you have to again apply apply it to your particular organization. What we like to do at UPMC is really develop our talent and leverage the experience and expertise that we already have in as much cases as possible. So, I'm actually uh, the executive sponsor for our summer associate program bringing in college students that are rising juniors and seniors that have an interest in technology. They, they might not know exactly where they want to be in, but we love to bring them in, expose them, and, and give them real life experience, work experiences to learn some of the technology and why a career in healthcare IT is 
um, so meaningful, you know, versus some of the other industries that they may um, be interested in. And then postgraduate, and actually we, we do a lot of recruiting before students graduate and graduate and, and um, we have a, what's called our ITR program, our IT rotational program. So we hire college grads and, and give them two years of uh, four rotations, six months each, learning and accelerating that learning of our culture and how we do things at UPMC to, to build out their expertise and skill and work with them and mentor them to help select, you know, where they would like to go. And, and fortunately for us, a lot of that interest from new new talent entering into our workforce or interested in some of those newer fields. Now, that, that requires a great partnership with the folks that have been at UPMC for, in some cases, I have a, I have a leader who works for me. She's entering her 45th year of working at UPMC, started out as a nurse and had migrated over to IT. And her, her experiences and expertise are just um, unfathomable, really. I mean, it's, it's just amazing what she brings to the table. And, and partnering, you know, someone coming into the field with her and, and some of our other leaders and, and other um, key contributors is just a, a great process to help us develop some of that talent. So that said, that's our, that's our initial approach because we want to we create that culture and that environment that we are a learning organization, growing organization. And, and quite honestly, I, I not really joke about it anymore, but I, I consider that chief technology officer title to really be the chief talent officer. It's about our people and, and developing them, engaging them, um, listening to them to, to help us achieve these goals that you know, we talked about um, and, and deliver on the great possibility and potential of technology. Um, so when we look outside, obviously we're looking for gaps where we might have a need, we might have an immediate need where we don't have the, the skill set to bring in-house. So yeah, we, we look for partners that are consistent, that are um, that really become part of the UPMC family in terms of them demonstrating to us that, hey, they care just as much as I do. So when there's an issue or something like that, they they, they jump on the phone, they jump on a call, they're present, um, you know, elbow to elbow with our teams when we're going through good times and bad times, quite honestly. So it, it's, it's really a cultural thing from my perspective, tying everything all back together to create that environment to where we can eliminate as much noise as possible, leverage people's talents that they bring to the table. Uh, you know, we, we, we are big about di diversity in our leadership and our staff. And it's not just, you know, that your traditional diversity components, it's, it's really about their, their thoughts, their, their backgrounds, their skill sets. I think that makes for better outcomes for everything that we do. Absolutely. I think that makes so much sense. And really, you know, it sounds like you've got a great culture at UPMC that you've been able to build and, and really thrive in, um, you know, and, and that's so helpful to think about and, and then leveraging the partnerships as well um, as much as possible. Now, I, I know you mentioned already to some degree that um, resources and healthcare are scarce as everywhere, but especially in healthcare. So, you know, when you look at um, what you're trying to do from the technology side of things, how do you think about growth and adding value to the organization overall? What are those discussions like? Yeah, I, I, again, I think it really starts with those relationships with who we would be who we would consider to be our internal customers, right? The, the chief nursing executive, the CMIO, um, anyone in, in operations and that are utilizing the technologies and services to really do what we're here for. We're not here to be a technology company. We're here to be a healthcare company that uses technology as one of the major enabling 
um, factors that makes our world-renowned clinicians, our doctors, our nurses, to to do more, become more efficient, more effective with everything they do, every patient that they touch. Um, so that said, you know, building those relationships and talking and engaging with our, our key partners is so instrumental to help move the needle. So we understand and can align our resources what the, with what those needs are. Um, I had a great conversation today with our, our chief uh, nursing informatics officer talking about strategy, talking about what are we going to do three years from now? You know, those are conversations that were a little bit tough to, to come by, you know, five, 10 years ago when there's a little bit more disconnect and a little bit, you know, less, less reliance on IT per se from, you know, defining and, and driving the strategy and vision um, for the organization. And I think COVID helped really accelerate that um, and, and identify how critical IT is to uh, running the business of health. Um, so that I think that's that's so instrumental for me in my role, and and I think for my team, it's 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 the soft skill stuff, it's the communications. Again, it's it's the listening. It's not sitting there and and pontificating to groups about what we're going to do to them. It's about what we can talk about, and discuss, and how best we can solve the problem or take advantage of an opportunity to um, meet the the needs of patient care, meet the needs of member services for our health plan, and everything in between. So that's that's again where. You know, we, we tend to spend a lot of our time there, and it gets back to hold of that whole, you know, the acronym of CTO to really around the talent to make sure we have the right skill sets and are able to deliver and work with people in that way. That makes so much sense, you know, and it really is fascinating to see how that CIO and, and chief technology officer role has changed over the years and become more strategic. And certainly, like you mentioned, technology and digital, um, you know, data analytics, all of that touches every single department across the organization, um, you know, support on every single department, whether it's clinical, operational. Um, so it really seems like, you know, just a, a very, very natural move to um, elevate that type of strategy, that type of soft skill um, into the, the larger roles. Now, you know, with that being said, where do you see in, 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 in these conversations with what is it going to look like three years from today, um, what do you see as still being really key investments to make right now so that you're prepared for three years down the line for as much as possible, whatever um, healthcare is going to look like a few years down the road? I know it's impossible to exactly predict, and, and certainly a lot of things could happen between then and now, but um, as you're thinking through preparing yourself as much as possible, you know, where is UPMC still spending resources to uh, um, get ready for where healthcare is headed next? Sure. I, I think, first of all, that's a great question. And I think, you know, you, you have to look at, you know, what, what, what are we trying to do here? What are we trying to solve? What are we trying to deliver? Um, and it, it's all about that individual patient, that, that one human being that chooses to um, come to UPMC to get their healthcare services and their insurance services and, um, you know, I kind of, you know, equate it to a, a bad, and maybe it's a, a poor image, but, you know, there's, there's those new, like, selfie cameras that kind of spin around and do a 360 view uh, of people and kind of get that, you know, those crazy pictures at parties and stuff like that. Um, I just saw one of those at an event I was just at, but it made me really think that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, like, identify how we can engage those patients and members, you know, uh, to, to meet their needs. And I think what you're going to see in healthcare and at UPMC as we move forward, you know, engaging even more outside the traditional four walls of a hospital or of a physician practice. And, you know, again, COVID, COVID accelerated the adoption of, of 
telehealth and telemedicine, those virtual visits, which, by the way, we had been doing for decades. It's just the adoption wasn't there. And I, I think that demand and that acceptance by our patients, by our members, by our consumers, which, again, is a key theme to, to treat. You know, we, we always refer to patients and members as, you know, patients and members. And it's really creating a more consumer experience and meeting them um, where it's, you know, appropriate, where it's convenient, where it's best for them. So I think being able to enhance that delivery of healthcare outside the four walls and into their homes or onto their smartphone or, again, offering them those different solutions is, is really going to be the key driver um, to help us move forward. And, and you brought up this point, the point before about the social determinants health and, and creating a more um, equitable approach um, to, to delivering healthcare and making healthcare available to everyone, we have to exploit that even more to address those deficiencies in different communities and with different populations that um, we encounter across um, all of our service areas. And I, again, technology is going to be the enabling factor to make that happen and, and improve the lives of the people in the communities that we serve. And um, that, to me, again, that's what it's all about. That's why I'm here. That's why our team's here. That's what drives us. And uh, I, again, I, I made this the, made the point at the beginning of the conversation is, you know, I, I think there's such a great opportunity for leveraging technology as we move forward um, to truly make a difference and make an impact. And, and that's the great part of being in healthcare IT. And that's why I'm so optimistic about our future. Absolutely. I love that. I think there's just so much there and so many uh, ways to look at technology and do things better. And so, um, you know, a lot to be excited about, as you mentioned, and, you know, truly so many different areas where, uh, you know, organizations can make a big impact both internally as well as for patients and their families and communities at large. Now, before we wrap up our discussion, I just have one more question. How do you see your role continuing to grow and, and evolve and change? I know, uh, you know, you already talked about some of the things that um, it's become more of the chief talent officer in, in having some of the soft skills and really making sure you're connecting with people and uh, having technology be front and center there. Do you see that continuing? How do you looking at growth and development and, um, you know, where you're headed as well as where your teams are headed? Absolutely. I, I think, you know, as I look back over my, you know, again, almost 25 years being here at UPMC and being in healthcare technology, it was, you know, again, image in my head and my brain is it was always like we were running a race, running a marathon. And, you know, IT might have been a few steps behind the people that we were trying to, you know, provide technology and technology services to. And I, I, I see that, you know, we've caught up, we're, we're running now elbow to elbow and, and running in the same direction together. And I think that's going to be key for our, for our future, for, for my future, for, you know, the, the, the CIO, CTO roles in organizations, they have to be at the leadership table. They have to be engaged at all different levels and are so instrumental at um, keeping our, our healthcare organizations moving forward in the right direction and, and focus on that goal. It's, again, it's not about the technology. The technology is going to change. You know, we're going to, we're going to hear the latest and greatest, you know, thing tomorrow in the news that everyone's going to want to chase. And it's, it, you have to be cautious with, with some of that and, and not lose sight of why we we're doing what we do. And that's trying to, you know, make an impact on people's lives. And in a lot of cases, when they're at their most vulnerable state. 
And um, if you don't lose sight of that and keep running towards that goal, I, I think there's huge success down the road. Um, if you get caught off guard by chasing a shiny object, you, you know, you might stumble and fall. And again, you got to be, got to be careful with, you know, chasing after some of those things versus being more proactive in the planning and engaging with those, um, those other stakeholders that you're on this journey with. Absolutely. That's such a great point. Chris, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been such a fun discussion as always, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again in October. Likewise, I'm, I'm excited for the event in October. Of course, I don't want summer to go too fast. Let's enjoy <laughs> of some of that nice weather in <laughs> Chicago and here in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then uh, look to reconvene back with, with everyone in October for another great Becker's event. So thanks again for today. It's so important for leaders at the top of organizations to keep learning, stay sharp, grow their networks. To help our audience better do this in a more simplified, personalized, and meaningful way, Becker's Healthcare has launched MyBHC. It's your trusted Becker's Healthcare experience and more with content, connections, events, and learning opportunities. Join the community free of charge at www.my.beckershospitalreview.com and we'll see you there.